ever been listening to your favorite podcast and think, hey, I want to start my own? Then you need Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First, everyone's favorite word, free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. For the first time ever, Malice regrets his profession when he lays eyes on the love of his life, standing side by side with her mom, Tracy, who happens to be one of his most loyal clients. Feeling conflicted, Malice decides to step away from them both until his heart guides him back to the love of his life, Cambridge. Deciding to focus on his relationship with Cambridge, Malice has left a bad taste in several different people's mouths. And things even get worse when Malice decides that Cambridge should have his last name. Between trying to balance his love life with Cambridge and keep his other life a secret, Malice feels his life is spiraling out of control. Things go from bad to worse when Cambridge receives a package in the mail that can turn her whole world upside down. Will the contents of the package be too much for Cambridge to handle, or will she face her problems head on? Hello, my beautiful people, and welcome back to the Bibliophile's Bookcase. I am your host, Erica the Bibliophile, and today's book is A Malice Love Part 2. So we're just going to jump right into it, y'all. Now, where the first story left off is Malice coming to meet Cam's parents. And when the door opens, he's looking at his client, Tracy. Now, Malice is stunned to find out that, you know, his girlfriend is the daughter of one of his most, like, loyal clients as of lately. So Tracy sends Cam away to get her briefcase claiming that it's in her car. And as soon as she steps away, she turns to Malice like, Are you crazy using my daughter to stalk me? And he tells her, bitch, never. I don't know what you thought you had going on, but it ain't that. I didn't even know that y'all two were related, but honey, no. And so Tracy is like, does my daughter know that you're a male escort? And he turns it on her like, does your daughter know that you pay for sex? Like, you trying to shame me as if we not doing this thing together. And so um, he tells her right off the bat, you know, your appointments are canceled. This is done and over with. And immediately she's like, now, hold on now. Ain't nobody saying nothing like that. And it's it's like, wait, girl, stop. You're learning that the man that you are paying for sex is your daughter's boyfriend. And he tells you like, of course, we can't do this no more. And you're like, wait a minute. So you plan to still sleep with your daughter's boyfriend? Trifling. But Tracy been trifling, though. It's like, you let your daughter get beat on and don't do nothing about it. Because I'm like, in the first story, you know how we talked about she did all that hooping and hollering. It's almost um, for years, I've let you beat on my daughter. You beat on my daughter again, and I'm going to leave. And she ain't did nothing. And so, you know, Cam comes back none the wiser taking him around the house giving him a tour and they go to the basement and he sees a door with multiple locks on it 
and uh when he asks cam you know like what this door go to and she's like nobody knows my dad is the only one who has the key so he's thinking you know obviously this is where the gold is and keeps it in the back of his mind to let his dad know about it so when they sit down for dinner Kaysen and Tracy, like, they immediately start going in on Malice. But, you know, he handles them with no problem because it's like, I see what y'all are trying to do. And, you know, we could go tit for tat in this bitch if y'all want to. Um, but Kalina brings out Cam's violin and she starts playing while Kalina is singing. And it's Beyonce's song that she dedicated to Jay-Z, like, I'd Rather Be With You or I'll Die For You. I forgot what it was. Um, and you know, at some point, Cam starts singing with Kalina, and Malice is uncomfortable because he knows that those words are meant for him, and he knows that this relationship ain't gonna last long, you know, once everything comes out into the open. Cat, who ain't got shit else better to do, is following Malice everywhere he goes, taking pictures of him and his clients, even though, you know, like, they're not lovey-dovey in public it's like you see them walking into the hotel together or um and you see them coming out together and so she also has his calendar synced to her phone so um she knows every time he's hooking up with somebody so she sees tracy's name and googles her and so when she finds out that she's cam's mom she immediately you know like texts malice and tell him you better come over right now unless uh you want your girlfriend to know that you fucking her mom and so when he walks in the door he take his good old time he looking stressed he look like he really don't care about too much or nothing and so oh my bad she didn't tell him yet she was just like you know you need to get over here right now and so when he comes through the door she's like you know you want me to tell your girlfriend that you banging her mom and he just shrugged his shoulders and walk right out like attempts to walk out the door and she's like you know i love you i don't understand why you doing me like this and she just wants him to care about her so bad but he doesn't it's like girl y'all do not have that type of relationship where it would be a relationship like he literally fucks you and you still pay him for it. Like, I don't understand how you think it would ever be anything different. Um, and so he leaves back out the door because he's like, I, I'm i not doing this with you. And so it's been two weeks and Malice, you know, cut Cam off. She, did, I mean, he didn't tell her anything, you know, won't answer the phone, nothing like that. She's been driving by his house looking to see you know, looking up online if he's in jail or dead, but ain't, uh, you know, seen no charges and ain't no obituaries popped up. So, but she just, she feels played. He's like, uh, she's like, you know, I opened myself up to him. I thought we were building something and he just completely cuts her off. So then Connor pops back up, even though she told him in the last book that it was over with because he popped out the word nigga and was just real comfortable saying it. So, you know, he's refusing to accept that she broke up with him. And he's like, you know, I'll give you a little time. You still upset, whatever. But, you know, 
we gonna always be together and she's like you know you're gonna have to kill me and he's like you know let's not uh let's not speak anything into existence so she's feeling a little afraid because she's like does this nigga really just starting to kill me um and then malice also pops up professing his love to her and you know, because at first she wasn't trying to hear. She's like, nigga, I've been looking for you. I ain't seen nothing, heard nothing from you. So wherever you was at, go back there. But, you know, he tells her he was scared um, of heartbreak because he's never been in love with anybody. And he just don't want her to play with his feelings. And so now they're back on. So Tracy is still calling and texting him asking for sex from different and it's like every time she calls from a different number he blocks that number it's like girl no shit this is my girlfriend i'm not still having sex with you that shit is over with but you're obsessed ass and um you know malice had cam at his house you know she spent the night and she calls him like is Cam over there? Because me and her dad been calling her back to back and she not picking up the phone. And he walks straight over to her phone. Not one missed call on her phone from either one of them. He like, man, you you know you don't care about this girl. So I don't even know why you trying to fake the funk right now. Get the fuck off my phone. It's over and done with. Um, and so Kat is still following Malice around and she sees that he spent the whole day with cam like they being lovey-dovey being a couple um he took cam to the building that he wants to buy for his shop and when they pull off from the building cat calls the realtor and buys the building she's like you know how much is the building for and he's like you know no i'm saving it for somebody and she's like how much i'll pay more so she pays three hundred thousand dollars for the building you know, to fuck with Malice, hoping that that will get him back, which I don't understand how, because it's like, you literally bought the building that he told you about in confidence, and you know, you know that he has plans for it, so you just buy it from him, like, girl, if anything, that's gonna piss him off more, like, what is you talking about, um, and so it's time for their trip, Malice and, uh, Cam, so, Malice opens up to opens up to Cam about his family on their trip, you know, telling her that um, his family are drug dealers. And she promises not to tell anybody, even though, you know, she's on, they're both still using, unknowingly using each other for their parents. But she promises, she's like, I know, you know, thinking subconsciously. I know my dad wants this information, but he's finally opened up to me. So there's no way that I'm going to turn my back on him. So Cam is acting different. She's having mood swings. Like she's sketching an attitude, cussing him out. And then she's being moody. Like, I'm so sorry. I don't know why I'm acting like this. And in the middle of like one of her fits, a woman approaches them like you know propositioning them for sex like you know i'll give y'all a deal and cam goes off she's like bitch get a real job we're not about to pay to fuck you we don't get down like that and you know of course malice feels away because he's been thinking like you know how am i gonna tell her that this is what i used to do and this is how i make my money so of course when he tells 
uh, hears her going off like this, he's like, man, there's no fucking way I could tell her what I do. But he also tells her, you know, you ain't need to do all that, doing all that hooping and hollering and talking to that woman like that. Like, a job is a job. How people make their money, you shouldn't feel no way about that. As long as, you know, like they're consenting adults and they're not hurting children, they're not hurting other people, there's no way you should feel that strongly about this and doing all of what you do. But of course, uh, Cam is like, I can't understand how people do that. That's the most disgusting thing you could ever do. You know, I would never. So he don't tell her shit. But they actually end up getting married, though. And when they get married, he lets her know. He's like, you know, I don't care what happens. We are never getting a divorce. I'm telling you right now. And so, you know, of course, she thinks he's just being possessive and cute and like, sure, no problem. But he's, like, really foreshadowing his own future. Because it's like, if she find out this shit, we married now. So she's just going to have to fucking deal with it. Um, and Cam texts uh, her group chat of Kate, Kalina, and Shelly, you know, letting them know that they got married. And Kate and Kalina was sitting, uh, having dinner with their parents. And this heifer screams out loud. But she don't tell them, like, why she's screaming. She just claim to be excited for something else and because cam hasn't text tracy or like said anything to her since she's been on vacation she hacked into her iCloud you know going through her stuff to find out that they got married and she's also been watching uh the videos they've been making while on vacation of them having sex i'm like so you watching your daughter have sex? like tracy is so creepy it's not even um, and she's really feeling away because she feel like that should be her and because he cut her off. So she goes to Cam's shop and destroys it with a bat because for some reason she now thinks that she's in love with Malice or she's like, ups- she's obsessed with him because there's no way she thinks that she's in love because once again, you are just another woman he is having sex with. Um, and so then she goes home after she done destroyed the shop with a bat, goes into their shed, and she gets some type of solution that she claims is made in the family, and she wipes down Cam's whole room. So it's like, whatever's in there, something ain't right, because you only wiping it in her room, and then, you know, basically blaming your daughter, who's really, like, innocent in the whole thing. Um, so, you know, just like Kat, she thinks she, uh, she and Malice is going to be together in the end. So it's like, basically, you're going to kill your daughter over some dick. So anyway, uh, Kaysen put a listening device in Cam's bag. So he has Malice on tape telling her that his daddy and brother are drug dealers. And um, Kaysen sends corrupt, like, one gold bar with a note that says LOL. So now that Cam and Malice are back from their vacation, you know, Cam goes home and she's telling Kay, you know, look at my bag. I got a gift for you and Kalina. You know, I want you guys to see it right now. And he pulls out the listening device and said, and says, you know, what is this? 
it looks like a listening device. So, of course, as soon as he says that, she snatches it and rushes into Kason's office like, you know, what the hell is this? And he's on the phone like, you know, I'm going to call you back because a disrespectful child just walked into my office. So, he chokes Cam's out. Uh, Cam's. He chokes Cam out and beats her with the belt again. And so, you know, she starts screaming bloody murder for Cade. And he rushes in and pushes their dad away. And Tracy done rushed in. So he turns to her like, can you say something to him? And this bitch says, well, she shouldn't have disrespected her father. I'm sure she uh, sassed at the mouth. He don't beat her for no reason. Which is a completely motherfucking lie. Because that's all he do is beat her for no reason. Because she don't do nothing. She's literally like, she strives to be the perfect child and he beats her you know just because it's a fucking wednesday um so the next morning tracy comes into cam's room with a breakfast tray you know trying to be all sweet and she tells her that kalina told her that they got married which of course cam doesn't believe and tracy says you know if she promises to get an annulment she won't tell Kaysen, but if she doesn't, she's going to tell. So Cam tell her, do what she got to do, because you're going to do that anyway. And what was that bullshit that you said last night about you sure that I sassed at the mouth? You know I never talked to that man crazy. I'm uh, If I'm not anything, I'm respectful to both of y'all. So what the fuck are you talking about? Of course, you don't say all that. Um, and so... Cam is on the phone with Malice when she walks into her store to see it destroyed. And, you know, of course, she's screaming. So he's like, what's going on? You know what, babe? I'm on the way. So when she hangs up with him, she calls her parents, which I do not understand why. I would not call them for shit. And she calls Kate. So when they walk in, you know, Malice got there first. So he's consoling her like, don't worry about it, babe. We're going to get this taken care of. We're going to find out who did it. You know, just being there for his wife. But Tracy comes in and immediately starts blaming Malice, talking about one of his hoes did it. So he looked her dead in her face and said, who my hoes, Tracy? Name at least one of my hoes right now and I'll give you $1,000. And so Kason tries to chime in. And, you know, it's just a lot of arguing back and forth. But I'm on Malice's side. It's like, who are you talking to? How you know I got hoes? What hoes? What hoes are you talking about? And how are you just so quick to blame this on me? Because she's like, you know, your shop been here for this long. Ain't nothing happened to you got with him. So I know one of his hoes did it. And it's just like, name my hoes. Name my hoes. Let, we dropping shit? Name my hoes, Tracy. You can't do it, can you? Shut the fuck up. Um, and so while they arguing back and forth, Cam just puts her hand over her ears because she's like man i can't do this shit no more i don't want to hear this shit no more but it makes her uh pants leg rise showing the welts on her ankles because i'm pretty sure she put her hands over her ears and like drew her uh knees up to her chest so malice goes off and he gets in Kason's face and says hit her again motherfucker i dare hit her again and Kason like trying to talk slick talking about you ain't nothing but a bitch and Malice lays his ass out, gave him a quick two-piece, and he was down for the count. And Tracy's starting on all this screaming, talking about, you going to call the police? And, you know, when the police show up, Cam looks at her like, so you really called the police because your husband got knocked out, but not for the shit that happened to my fucking shop? 
Like, what is we talking about here? And it's like, for real, like, y'all stood in my shop. You talking about one of his hoes probably did it. Ain't nobody called the police in all that time. But because your husband got laid out, that's when you call the police? Like, what about my shop, though? So y'all really don't care. And so when the police show up and ask uh, Kaysen if he wants to press charges, Cam is like, wait, before you answer that, though, Mr. Police Officer, if somebody walked into the station and, you know, had bruises, like, say, and she lifts up her leg to show them, he says, um, well, we would ask them who did it and the person would be arrested immediately and ask them if they want to press charges. And so she turns to her dad, like, so what you want to do? And uh, he's like, you know, let him go. Yeah, like, that's what the fuck I thought. And so Malice thinks that Cat is the one who destroyed the shop because it's like, of course, this bitch playing with my mind and she fucking with my wife now. So after they get some of it cleaned up, because, you know, he's thinking like, she ain't gonna want to do nothing. And Cam like, nope, I'm not gonna lay down. We finna get right back and I'm finna get all my shit back in order. So they go to the bank. They're, they have plans on opening a joint account and also, you know, like adding money in there. And Cam is going to apply for a loan for the repairs to her shop instead of having the premium raised on her insurance. So she's not going to tell them nothing about it, which I'm like smart. It's like you pay all that fucking money for insurance, but the moment you actually use the shit, they start, you know, doubling up on prices. Nobody has time for that. Um, and so the woman who assists them is also a former client of Malice. And it's like, as soon as she see them together, she's like, you know, how can I help y'all? What y'all doing? And so when Cam explained everything that they doing, she like, throwing shade. Like, I didn't know that friends did this type of stuff with each other. And of course, again, Cam is none the wiser. She's like, we not friends. We're married. And this bitch spits out her coffee. And so Malice is looking at her like, bitch, what the fuck is your problem? Because I would have been like, as the wife, I'm like, you got something you want to say? Like, why is you acting like this? Um, Which I don't understand. Because it's like, okay, yeah, y'all paying to have sex. But just because y'all bitches is white, y'all don't think he fucking black women too? Um, But anyway, so... After they leave, they go to the realtor for Malice's building because Cam gave him $50,000 to put with, I think, because he had 200000 but she didn't want him to, like, spend all his money. So she agreed to give him 50000 And But when he goes, the man lets him know, like, oh, I'm so sorry I sold it. The lady came in and offered an extra hundred k. So, you know, the building is gone. So he had Cam step out, like, baby, step outside, and I'll be out there in a minute. He pulls out his gun, like, man, who the fuck bought my building? And so he said, you know, it's a woman by the name of Catherine. Whoop -de -whoop. So he takes Cam to his house, like, you know what, baby? I'm going to help you get settled down, and I got to step out real quick, and I'll be back. So before he makes it over there, though, Cat gets a call from the woman who works at the bank, 
like you know uh malice was just up here he showed up with a young black girl claiming that they were married it's like but y'all motherfuckers is also married how are y'all now mad that this man is married y'all don't know the first thing about his ass except that he come to have sex with y'all y'all pay and he leaves like i'm just baffled by the married women feeling entitled to this man because they paying him for sex so cat is crushed because it's like he really went and married this bitch you know after i done gave him 12 years of my life it's like you gave him 12 years of service of being a customer you are not his woman y'all have not been in a relationship all this time y'all don't spend no fucking time together like whew. And so she cries herself to sleep, but she's awakened by Malice having a gun pressed to her forehead. And it's like, you know, tell me why I shouldn't blow your shit out right now. And, you know, why would you mess up my woman's shop? And she's trying to be cute. Like, um, you know, the only time I get sweaty is when I'm riding your cock. And it's just like, gross. But, okay, I do have a li- just a little bit of criticism for Bianca. In this story, because there were so many different people and like having different point of views, they should have been written a little bit differently. Because Kat, coming from her background and the type of woman that she is, she's still written as if she's a black person. Like the terminology and how she's talking and even kind of how she's acting. It's more so given black woman instead of the white woman that she is. If that makes sense. It makes sense in my mind, but it might not be coming across right. But it was just like, I don't know. It, it should have been worded differently. But, um, and she's like, you know, I would never. So, you know, I wouldn't do anything like that. And, you know, she's trying to get him aroused. But he tells her, you know, this relationship is over. I tried to be cool with you, thinking we could remain friends. And then I'm like, that's another thing. Y'all are not friends. So there was no way that you were ever going to be. Uh, maintain any type of relationship with her because as soon as you stop having sex with her and stop making money from her where does that leave y'all nowhere so y'all were never going to remake friends um so trent gets the news that he's being moved to arkansas as soon as a bed is available and the warden lets him know he's like man i fought as hard as i could because you know the whole 22 years that you've been in here you never giving me any problems you've actually been like a model uh inmate but the governor told him that his hands were tied and there's nothing that they could do about it and he knows this is nothing but cases doing so he's like you know what that's cool whatever and as soon as he's leaving out of his office he's being told you know you got a visitor so come on just keep walking this way and it's from Malice who wants to introduce him to his wife as well as talk to him. And so he gets the shock of his life when he sees Cam walk in. And it's like, oh, look at my daughter. And, you know, they have a nice visit. Um, Cam sends her off for a little while so he can quit. Like, he runs it all down to him and is basically looking for advice. He's like, you know, what should I do? And Trent tells him, you know, you need to put everything out on the table and let her know. So, you know, let her know that the relationship is built on lies and then see where they can go from there.
there. And so he also lets both of them know that he's being moved. And Cam offers, she's like, you know, my dad is a judge. I can ask him to help you. And Trent says, no, whatever you do, do not let your dad that do not let your dad know that you talk to me, you see me, you even know I exist. And she's like, well, I can't promise that because, you know, it's not right what's being done to you. And Malice tells him, you know, once my wife got an idea in her head, she's not going to let it go. So, you know, they're none the wiser. Like, even Malice doesn't know that Trent is her actual father. That's something that's that's just between Kaysen, Tracy, and Trent. And so Malice is getting fitted for his suit for the players ball that the Bailey family is having. It's something that they have every year. Um, and when they go home, Malice and Cam are greeted by multiple police cars outside his house. They lay Malice down out on the ground and three more like black trucks pull up. And Kaysen steps out. And it was like, of course, your bitch ass would do some shit like this. You get knocked the fuck out, then you want to use your power to, uh, you know, intimidate people. And so he has multiple guns pointed at Malice's head and says, you know, um, he could have him arrested for kidnapping. And Cam was like, he didn't kidnap me. I came with him willingly. And she, and he's like, you know, you don't know what you're talking about. And that's not what um, I'm going to say. And he's like, you know, you have three seconds to end the relationship or I'm going to blow his brains out right now. And so she's trying to refuse, but Malice tells her that it's over. And she's like, what? And he's like, you know, it's over with. Just let it be what it is because he's never going to let us be together. And Kaysen drags her away into uh, into one of the black trucks. And the police proceed to beat Malice until he passes out. And so when he wakes up after being looked at by the doctors, Corrupt is walking back and forth with guns. Like, I can't believe they did this to my motherfucking son. And, um, you know, he tells Malice that he has to leave her alone now. And Malice says... I can't. That's my wife. And corruption, like, she's your what, motherfucker? (laughs) And so, his mom asks him, you know, is she worth it? And, you know, there's a little back and forth, and she's like, son, if you tell me that she's worth it right now, I'm not gonna ask you no more, and I'm, you know, ten toes behind you. And so, he says, yes, I love her with everything in me. And he also tells his uh, he makes the statement, you know, if it wasn't for dad, and she whips around like what, and the dad standing behind the mom like, don't don't do that, don't don't tell her that, and she sees what's going on, and she's like, look me in my face, if it wasn't for your dad, what, and he mentions the gold, and mama goes off, she's like, I know after all these damn years, you're not still talking about that damn gold, you have done just fine without it, and you gonna continue to do fine without it because you're gonna let this go and you're gonna tell your son that you love him no matter what and so you know since he already in the process of spilling tea uh malice just go ahead and tell her to rest like you know uh well i was also escorting you know i've been doing it since this long 
and she turned around and like started beating the daddy up she's like this is all your fucking fault tell your son that you love him and you accept him no matter what and you are gonna let this shit go and so of course after Casey Dunn came and snatched her up Cam is under now lock and key Casey has taken everything away from her from her cell phone to her work phone and he has all the calls like transferred to his phone um he just took her laptop and her desktop and he also has two men like following her everywhere so there's no way that she could sneak off and talk to cam i mean she is cam talk to malice or interact with him any type of way so um Cam and Shelly make plans to sneak her out to the players' ball. Because Shelly's like, I know you're going um, to support your uh, in-laws and support your family. And she's like, you know, no, nah, because I got these two niggas that follow me everywhere. And she's like, girl, boo, call up your uh, the girl who make your dresses and tell her to make you something. Because you're going to be out there tonight. Um, and so when she gets there... Uh, Malice introduced her like officially to his parents as his wife and his friends and Kat is also there and she's not on the list but as she's making her way to him and she has like a brown envelope in her hand she's removed by security and he looks up his dad looking down with a drink in his hand like yeah nigga I got your back um, <laughs> which is so crazy because it's just like that all his life he's been feeling like the black sheep outside of his family now they finally like clicking together um so you know malice drops her off at home and they have sex together and he's like you know it ain't gonna be like this always i promise i'm gonna get you up out of this i'm gonna figure out something we're gonna get it together um oh but before the ball like Shelly brought over some type of dessert, some muffins, some shit that they love of hers that they made. And it had sleeping pills in it. So she was able to knock them out and they leave with no problem. Um, so Cam has Shelly buy some pregnancy tests just to confirm what she already knows. And so there's a delivery that arrives like at the same time. So while she went to go take the test, and come back Shelly is crying like oh I'm so sorry honey and she sees that she's watching a video of Malice having sex with the woman that he claimed he did not know um and then there's also pictures and when she gets to the last one it's of Malice and her mom so of course she's devastated she tells Shelly pull your car around to the back and you know just pull it around because I'm taking it. And she's like, you know, don't do nothing great. Cam, like, man, I ain't trying to hear that shit. So she goes to Malice's and Mayhem's house and they in there playing the game. She take that shit out and put the the disc in there. Like, give me that stick. I want to watch the movie. And so, of course, they don't know what's going on. They're like, uh, Mayhem, like, sis, you ain't even let me save the game, but you better be lucky. You know, I love you. She's like, uh uh and so as soon as the video started playing she got a bat and she like who is that on the screen and of course you know malice is devastated he like let me explain she's like no because i distinctly remember me telling you a story about that bitch of her coming into my shop 
And then when I pointed her out the night we had dinner, you swore you didn't know her motherfucking ass. And so she was just taking a bath to the whole house. She is fucking that house up. And then we get to the pictures. She's like, look at the pictures. He don't want to. He's still trying to explain himself. She's like, pick up. She even gets a gun and points it at him and like, pick it up and look at the motherfucking pictures. Who is that last person in there? And so when he sees that it's her mom, you know, he is upset. He like, babe, you know, no. She's like, no, no. And Mayhem tries to calm her down. And she's like, man, he slept with my fucking mom, dude. And he's like, I know, we could talk about it. We could talk. And she's like, no, there's no talking. And she goes to get back in Shelly's car. But before she does, she's like, oh, I just want you to know. This marriage is over. And he's like, no, I told you, no divorce. She's like, bet that. Um, oh, wait, 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 wait. But before that, she's like, you know, I was coming over here. To tell you that you were about to be a daddy. And you know like all this stuff. She's like but you can cancel. All that shit. Um, And then that's when she tells him. She's like oh yeah and I want a divorce. He's like no. No way. So she rushes out. And she goes to a gun shop. And she's telling the man. He like hey how you doing. You had a rough day. And she's like I'm not trying to talk. I want a gun. That I can walk out of here with. Right now. Don't ask me no questions. I just want a gun that I can leave here with right now. So he tells her, you know, have a seat. I'm going to run a background check on you. And as soon as he goes in the back, she leaves. Because she's like, I ain't got time for this shit. So she goes home and she writes a suicide note and takes a whole bottle of sleeping pills and just lays down, you know, waiting for them to take effect. So the guy from the gun shop calls Cade and is like, you know, don't show sister look like that, 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 that. He's like, man, that's a married woman. Stop fucking looking at her. And why are you asking me about my sister? He's like, no, nah, nothing like that. So calm your ass down. Um, she came in here trying to buy a gun, but it was something off about her. So, you know, I'm just letting you know, go check on your sister. So he rushes home because he was out with his little yeah, yeah. And he's like, you know, I got to go. Um, and he finds Cam you know shaking and she's foaming at the mouth and he's like oh no baby what did you do what did you do and that's how the book ends so i hope you guys enjoyed my review and i hope to see you back for part three to wrap this thing on up peace and blessings my beautiful people